Hey, this is Cody. And Kevin. And Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives. Go ahead. Father, thank you for this podcast and these guys. I pray that you would use our conversation and by your spirit help us in our conversation to uh, be edifying for us and for any who will listen and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many verses did we get in the last episode? Two? Yeah, so I thought three, but <laughs> we actually only made it to two. So, so we got two. We'll start off with uh, Matthew chapter four, verse three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about. Well, I mean, so we kind of talked about three, I guess. A little bit. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, we like. Yeah, not really, but <laughs> the idea. Yeah, yeah, the idea that the devil was going to tempt Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of a culmination of 3 through 11. Mm-hmm. Why those three things? Bread, Yeah. jumping off the cliff, mm-hmm. and all the kingdoms are yours. Do you want to know something that's interesting before we answer why those three things? I do, I do. Um, if you go to chapter, or to Luke, chapter 4. He's going to tell me, isn't he? No, he's not. He's not going to tell you, but it, it starts with bread. And in Matthew, it goes to throw yourself off the highest peak or the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. In Luke, it says, bow down and worship me. And then the third one in Luke is uh, throw yourself down. Yeah, Luke chapter 4. So in Luke's account of what happens, the second and the third one are flipped. Yep. Which... I've read and listened to people make a, hmm. I think, a bigger deal out of that than it needs to be. Um, but it's just an interesting thing. Why, when Matthew decides to tell the story, all the facts are the same. So Luke and Matthew both tell the same events. About the order. But they just don't, it's not even that they don't agree on the order. They're not trying to agree. They agree on exactly what happened. Just in the way that they each tell the story, they don't tell it in the same order. And I don't have any profound point as to why they changed, changes the wrong word, why the order is different. It's just yeah. an interesting thing is, to, yeah. to, to yeah. look at. Yep. Um, and, and further, so just to uh, yeah, add a further thing. So Matthew and Luke both have the story of uh, the three things. You go to Mark, so John doesn't have it at all. It's not in John's gospel. In Mark, this is what Mark says about the same exact event. He says, at once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. That's it. That's how Mark tells the story. Again, Mark isn't going to look at Matthew and Luke and say, oh, you guys added things that weren't there. It's just how you tell the story. Mark tells it one way. Matthew and Luke tell it almost identical, except the order is flipped. I just think it's cool because that's how the Gospels function. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that takes away at all. I think it adds to it. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, it'd be easy to say, okay, you know, that's discredited because if it was truth, it would say the same way across all three. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, okay, we take this conversation. Right, all three of us read the same book, and we all get different interpretations, mm-hmm. or different things speak to us. And obviously, the Holy Spirit's working in us separately, but together, yeah. all that, right? But like, yeah. 
the three of us uh, highlight different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that any different than, right. than no. when, well, when they're writing it? Right. You know well, I mean? yeah, in school that was called plagiarizing. You know, when you take, <laughs> exactly when you take someone else's book right, and yes. you put your name on it. That's exactly that, that's, right. Yeah. It's called collusion in a courtroom. If you have eyewitnesses that all come together and tell the exact same story down to the minute detail, they get thrown out because those people colluded and now they've manufactured their story so that everybody's tight. The Gospels aren't this way. They're independent eyewitnesses of the same events. And of course, they're going to tell it differently, Right. which is great. Can you imagine reading four Gospels that were the exact same thing? Why would you need four of them? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. And that's why Luke is different from Matthew. Mark is different from both of them. And John doesn't even have the story in there. Right. You know? <laughs> and John's like, oh, I'm there. No. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. So, so to get into your, um, to your, so one thing before we get to your thing, which we're going to talk about what you said, the three things. Um, so we talked about Jesus being tempted and everything. Um, and it says, okay, so uh, James says that God can't tempt anyone. Because God's not, he doesn't do that. Um, However, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. So somebody could say, could, they could go down the road of saying, actually, it was the Holy Spirit who tempted him because if he'd never led him into the wilderness, this wouldn't have happened. It's actually the Holy Spirit's responsibility. And therefore, he's responsible for the one tempting Jesus. Therefore, God can tempt. Yeah, therefore, God can tempt. Problem is, that's not what Matthew says. What does Matthew say? in uh chap in verse three of chapter four yeah i mean with one it says te- uh the spirit let him out there uh-huh. but then in three it says the tempter came to him yeah so it's not that the spirit led him to be tempted it's that the spirit let him out there well and maybe even to be tempted you know yeah but, right. but he didn't do the tempting right there's right. a there and, and that might be splitting hairs people, but people are going to blur the lines right yeah, but exactly. it, it is yeah. different because yeah. it's not well, i mean we're, we're looking at cause and effect yeah like did God, Jesus being out there yeah. lead to tempting? Yes. Yeah. But who was who was responsible for doing the tempting? It says the tempter was. And we know who the tempter is because so in verse three, the tempter came to him, to Jesus, and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. That is not the Spirit of God talking. That's the tempter. That's the devil speaking. So just I'm um, a little asterisk in there, footnote to say Right, and it's just like any other situation that we may find ourselves in on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Like, if we go to work, there's a possibility that we could be tempted with any uh, any oh, yeah. number Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. But is it God tempting us? No. Right. No. God gave us the ability to go to work, mm-hmm. but he's not the one tempting us while we're there. Right. It's the devil tempting us. Yeah. And his spirit is with us in the midst of our being tempted. So trust the spirit of God. Right. You know? Have faith. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Yeah, so all of that to come back to Cody's first question. Why the three things? So what are the three things first? So let's run through those. Uh, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And, and okay, yeah, yeah, let's get through the three. So yep. that's the first. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. Yep. For it is written, uh, commend his angels concerning you. They'll mm-hmm. lift you on, up on their hands so that you'll not strike your foot against the stone. Yep. Uh, third one, devil took him to a high mountain, showed him kingdoms, world, other splendor. All this I'll give you. He said, if you'll bow down and worship me. Yeah. So we have a hungry Jesus. It says he was hungry, right? Um, the fasted 40 days and 40 nights in verse 2, and he was hungry. Um, the first thing, turn this bread, or turn this stone into bread. 
Which, okay, so like back to what you were saying, yeah. uh, between Luke and Matthew, they both have bread as number one. Exactly. Yeah, they both start with you that. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's definitely and uh, like kind of uh, filling out the circle, right? Like breaking of the bread, like at the Passover, like this, um, the breaking of the bread, right, is not unique to just here. Right. As far as uh, representation or a symbol of what Jesus is and Mm -hmm. what he meant. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I I just had this realization. So uh, to me, what it sounds like is so the 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was not tempted at all, Like had no desire, no thought of even. And it, it still doesn't say that he even thought about turning the stones into bread. Like, no, the devil was not present because the Holy Spirit was there with him. Um, at, at, but after the 40th night, uh, he was then tempted. So, to me, it it just kind of sticks out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, that, uh, I mean, this entire time, so, like, day 20, day, any period of time in there, he's not being tempted. Yeah. The, I would agree with you there. Yeah, If and I appreciate that. If we're sticking to what the text says we can hypothesize and say, oh, maybe he was tempted on day 19. Maybe he was really hungry, and then he kind of got over it a little bit. The text doesn't go there. Right. So we probably shouldn't go where the text doesn't go. Right. And yeah, you're exactly right. It says after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, and the tempter came. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's a good thing to point out. And I guess my question would be, say um, if we're we're thinking through this, right, and hypothesizing, Mm -hmm. Um, say he was tempted, we'll stick with day 19. Yeah. How does that change the story? It, right. right. It doesn't. And that's yeah. right. Does it? Right? right. If it does, then okay, maybe that's something we should give more consideration to. Mm-hmm. Right? But in, when we're looking at the, the story right. of he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, the tempter came to him. Right. Right? And I think that's one thing that, you know, it speaks to me is, okay, if it was important, then Matthew definitely would have wrote exactly. he was tempted right. exactly. during those 40 days. Right. Exactly. And, and I don't think, right, I don't think that's what Matthew is getting at. His right. point here yeah. is not, you know, was he or was he not? Right. Kind of like you said, I don't know that that's our place to go there. That's right. I mean, we're going to go down a rabbit hole, and yeah. that's how we all have these different viewpoints and fights start. And, <laughs> and, some t- yeah. and, it's like <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's fun. Right. I mean, I like to think about things and wonder. and. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But – as far as the the core things that we can hold on to right. and yeah. know, n- no, no, yeah, it's like that. Whether he was tempted on day nineteen or not, isn't one of those things that we hold we on know. to, yep. to That's tightly. Right. That's right. And so w- while we can question it, and it's a lovely thing to question it. Yeah, is that something we say? This is part of our foundation of who oh, Jesus is. Right. Not you know at what I mean? All. And it's yeah. easy to get caught up in those. And I'm not like no, saying yeah. you did, but it's easy to get caught up in like. Why do we yeah. have so many different views? Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. right. Well, because we hold on to these things. We wonder. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. say, you know, as Christians, we seek that truth. Right. We want the truth, and it's in there. And so our interpretation is, yep. You know, I'm reading this, and I say, okay, he definitely. Uh, I'm not saying this is my actual interpretation, but yeah, he he had to have tempted in those forty days. Right. I believe that to be true based on my interpretation. Right. So it has to be true. Right. I, I would say even if he was tempted within the 40 days, it just adds that it's, it's that much better at the end for Jesus it, when sure. he comes out. And yeah. it, it's, 
taken care of by the angels. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's a famous statement in the history of the church that says, uh, basically, where scripture speaks, I will speak as well. Where scripture is silent, I will be silent. Um, so was he tempted before the 40th day? I don't know. And so I'm, that's not a hill I'm going to die on. Oh, right. There's other things that, but I appreciate asking the question. Yeah. Because it's a nice thing to work through is to yeah. say, you know, is this a worthwhile thing to go down? If so, how far? You know, there's multiple questions that you can ask. Mm -hmm. It's either yes, no. Is it a, is it a question that is setting you up to, uh, to harm you? Then no, it's not a worthwhile thing to go right. down. I don't think that's a question setting you up to harm you. It's might it might be a road that you'll walk down for a little bit, but then more than likely you're going to hop off that and right. say, I've seen what I need to see. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there's not much else here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I feel like we're talking. It's just the the act of questioning it. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. Like that, no. That's a beautiful thing. That's yep. what we're doing and with these. Exactly. This, yeah. yep. And so you don't want to downplay that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, what are we questioning and how long are we questioning it oh, for? Oh, right. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. So we got a hungry Jesus, it says in verse 2, the God man, right? He's 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 truly, <laughs> I'm saying that for Franklin. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's hungry. He's truly man. And the first temptation that Matthew talks about is, the tempter, the devil, saying to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Why? Why would that be a temptation for Jesus? Well, because he's, Cause hungry. he's hungry. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> you bet. And he is the son of God. Mm -hmm. If you are the son of God, it's almost like, how dare you ask that question of me? You know who I am. Like, this is not... It's it's the same. It's a similar thing in the garden. Did God really say? He knows what God said. He wouldn't be asking the question. The serpent wouldn't be asking the question like that if he didn't know what God said. If you are the Son of God, you know I'm the Son of God. It he's hitting them on like multiple levels. Um, defend yourself. I'm saying you not you're not who you really say you are. And two. You haven't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights. Don't you want some food? Like, that's a temptation. Yeah. So, okay, hear me out. Uh, the devil is separated from God, right? As in, what do you As mean? As in, uh, not in constant connection, right? Necessarily uh, in... He's uh, not in relationship with him. Right. 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 So... He can come... In his presence, Job Just, says that, de that the devil was yep. with the angels at one point yep. in the presence of God. So, but that was before God became Jesus and God man, right? That was before the incarnation, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh huh. So, yeah, does absolutely. the devil actually know? <sighs> okay. So, because yeah, I if he doesn't saying. have a relationship with God, mm. right, can his eyes be open to that? Yeah. I. I had assumed because why tempt him then? And why ask him if you are the son of God? I don't think it's in. Okay, so the, the lie thing that we talked about, are there lies in the Bible? Yeah, there are. The Bible is not a lie. Right. He asks him if he is the son of God. I, I don't think that that's a genuine question coming from the tempter saying, are you really the son of God? Like, because I want to know. I, yeah, I don't know that I was saying it that way. Okay. Um, but yeah. more so like... Um, Oh, the devil heard that he may be. Yeah. Right. 
Like, oh, I see what you're saying. I don't think you really I see are. What you're saying, like, if you really are, do this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Okay. Like, I can go with you there. Does the devil actually know that Jesus is the incarnation of God? I would say so because uh, if he was at, at this point, I'm not saying he doesn't ever know, but I'm saying at this point when he's tempting Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so because if uh, he was in the presence of angels when uh, Job says that. Uh, and God or Jesus was with God from the beginning, then he would know. I, I from my understanding that from being in the presence of angels and uh, being in the presence of God, not being in relationship with God, but in the presence, uh, I would assume to my understanding that before the incarnation, Jesus was always with God. So if as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're right. always united. Right. But yeah. we know that um, God has the ability, right, to lay down his, his abilities exactly. as God. Exactly. Yep. Right? Yep. So if the devil is being struck down or cast out, I, down, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've never thought of it quite like that. And I, yeah. Right. It yeah, just, I hear what you're it's saying. something that came up as we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I thought about it before this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, just the, the way that you had said, you know, if you are the Son of God. Yeah. So the thing that popped into my head was later on in the Gospels, Jesus is going to have confrontation with um, exercising a man uh, with demons. And when the demons come out, they say, you are the Holy One of God. Don't torture us. Right. They know who he is. Right. They, and they fear and so that's where I went back to. Now, can I prove it that by the timeline at this point, the devil knows all that stuff? I would assume that he does um, because I think he's aware of a lot. Um, But I guess I can't prove it from the text at this point. I just don't trust him when he's asking the question, if you are the son of God, I don't think that's a real question. He's trying to trap him. I mean, deception's all he knows. Yeah, that's right. Right. He's a liar and Mm -hmm. the father of lies. Right. You know, Um, but that's a good, there's another road that, I think is worthwhile to go down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tells them to make the stones become bread. And Jesus' response is one of my favorite responses of Jesus anywhere. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Which is, uh, it. yeah, I could talk about that forever. Jesus' response to being starving hungry is to say, I prefer the truth of God to any sort of material thing that may even sustain me physically for a little while longer. I feed on God's word more than I feed on any meal. Which So then I apply that to myself, and I've never fasted 40 days and 40 nights. I have no aspiration to either. That's um, a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> Very but I often think as I'm sitting down to a meal or as I'm, thinking about like I had uh, spaghetti for dinner tonight and I thought about spaghetti after breakfast. I'm like, I can't wait to have spaghetti. Am I consumed more with this physical meal that I'm going to eat that's going to do me good more than feeding on the word of God? Like if it were up to those two things, somebody came in and said, you must choose tonight. You read your Bible or you have spaghetti. You can't have them both. Which one do I choose? And that's kind of a, a a quirky little scenario, but no, I mean I, it's it's playing that out in your head though. Yeah, right? 
And you could use that with anything. Yeah, right. I was gonna say with I'm, anything. Like, yeah, I've never spent uh, any lasting time fasting from food. I've chose other things to fast from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it would make me curious about that. So so Jesus then, as the God Man, as truly human, when he is brought to the brink of being hungry, needing food, what does he desire more than the thing that might sustain him for another day he desires the word of god the um but on every word that comes from the mouth of god that's what he wants and i love that response i think about that often and um i yeah i just love that i think that i mean that's yeah yeah that right there yeah that's right that sentence from jesus right like it's and there's so many different aspects right like Mm -hmm. so not about bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god like yeah Jesus isn't saying food is stupid. No. Mm-hmm. We don't live on bread alone. Yeah. We live on bread. He's not discrediting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and its value and its yeah. purpose. Yeah. But he's saying, look, like there's way more than that mm-hmm. to life. And, yeah. you know, I could live for that. Yeah. And I know it's there. Yeah. But I'd rather live this. I'd rather choose this. Yeah. Exactly. Because right. I know that this is life giving. Exactly. For much longer. Yeah. Than bread. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this is an eternity. Listening to every word of the Father, and bread is, well, that's going to fill my stomach for tonight. That's right. That's right. And um, so one last thing that I'd like to point out with that, in Deuteronomy 8, uh, the Israelites are, it's after the Exodus, they're given the law, um, and it says, Jesus is, or not Jesus, uh, through Moses, through God, or Moses, God speaking through Moses, it doesn't want the Israelites to forget everything that they've gone through, what they've learned. Um, Deuteronomy is the second giving of the law. It's the it's Moses saying, okay, this is the last time I'm going to talk to you before we go into the promised land. Um, uh, here's some things I want you to remember. One thing I want you to remember is not to forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, who has set you free, all of that stuff. Um, and I just want to read a few verses here. It says, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today. This is the beginning of chapter 8. So that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord, Yahweh, promised on oath to your ancestors. Um, Again, remember how Yahweh your God led you all the way in the wilderness. Okay, so so think of Jesus. He's going to quote a verse here, and what did we just read? Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness for 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's what Jesus quotes to the devil after fasting 40 days and 40 nights and being hungry. Where does his mind go back to? goes back to deuteronomy 8 Mm -hmm. where the israelites were wandering for 40 years and they were hungry and god made them hungry so that he could teach them where real food comes from and real food is not just what they can scrounge up um uh he fed them with manna which came from heaven they had to gather it up in only a certain amount and it would grow worms in it if they didn't you know the maggots and all that stuff um uh and that's how he fed them And Moses tells them, 
uh, you do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord or from the mouth from God. And that's exactly what Jesus quotes to the devil, which um, is huge. I mean, remarkable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we had talked about in the last episode how we saw the baptism connected with the ark and going through the river um, in the wilderness. The same thing with Jesus in the wilderness. He's in the wilderness. What does he respond? Well, it's 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 exactly the same as Deuteronomy. It's we talked about, I think, in the first episode, how Matthew pulls people back in the Old Testament, not mm-hmm. to say you need to have all this locked down before, but look at the story that has been told right. um, throughout. What sticks out to me the most is that, like, just like our temptations are persistent, mm-hmm. Jesus's per or Jesus's yeah. temptations were persistent as well. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when when I feel like I'm being tempted more than I usually am, or uh, in different aspects or different ways of my walk, uh, I just fall back to Matthew nineteen twenty six, where. Uh, the disciples were asking Jesus who could be saved at the time of the conversation. Uh, that's where we get, um, mm-hmm. it's easier to pull a camel through the eye of a needle than mm-hmm. for a rich man to get into heaven. Uh, and yeah, that's where Jesus says, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And and for me, through through the temptation that Jesus is in, uh, like he... Just because the devil is there, I don't feel like the Holy Spirit ever, ever left. Oh, absolutely that. not. Right. Yeah. So he is with God through that whole right. time. So if it was just him, I like be ju- over. just he man. Is, right. Yeah. If it was man. just man, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But as we know, he's man God. So with man, this is impossible. But with God, all right. things are possible. So right. To me, that is, I think is just right. am- amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good to identify like that. Um, remembrance aspect of it, right? Right, like for us to never forget. Yeah, right? like like you said, um, just because the tempter was there doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit ever left. Right, right. And so while we go through our daily struggles, our weekly struggles, whatever, mm-hmm. like, right, is the Holy Spirit always there? Right, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sometimes, there. no, that's not right. how it works. It, he doesn't waver. Right, right. Yep. And, yeah, and to your point exactly. How did Jesus survive the temptation? It wasn't that he was God. That's right. a that's a cop out answer. That's an easy right. Yeah. Oh, it's he's be- God. Of course he is. Yeah. Right. It's because he was trusting in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit of God was with him in the midst of that temptation. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so he doesn't stop there though. The devil keeps going. Oh, yeah. Uh the devil took him to the Holy City and and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. So now the devil just had scripture quoted to him. So what he's going to do is quote scripture back to Jesus and say, look, it's written in um, in Psalm 91. He's going to command his angels concerning you. They're going to lift you up in your in their hands so that you won't strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus response is supposed to be from the devil's point of view, is, oh, of course. That's what it says in Psalm 91, so I'm going to go ahead. But what does Jesus say? Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Like, just because you're quoting Scripture does not mean that you're using Scripture scripture correctly. Well, I mean, right. that's, that's a big point, right? Like, mm-hmm. with how easy it is to access, right, the Bible and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we need a Bible. Oh, we need a verse about love. Oh, quick, Google search Bible verse love. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. is it scripture? Yes. Is yeah. it is it God breathed? Yes, but 
It has a context. A reason and the right context. It does have a context. You know what I mean? And like that, we can't lose lose that. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the the um, the word tested Mm -hmm. or tempted, right? Like Greek and Hebrew, right? Like yeah, it has a context. That's right. And that context context dramatically changes the use of the word. It does. Yeah. So does every verse. We all have a friend here who I've heard say on multiple occasions, "I can prove anything you want me to prove." just by googling something in the bible like i'll find a verse to to do it and he's exactly right the the the, um he doesn't believe that it's actually defending it but his point is if you want me to pull a verse out of context and lay it on there i can do that for you yeah and i like that statement because it reminds you of just what you context matters and it can dramatically change the meaning of a text i like to think of First uh, Corinthians uh, 13, like the preeminent wedding uh, uh, chapter. The love verses. Yeah, yeah, the love verses. And it's used, which, okay, I'm not bashing on anybody who's used that for their wedding. <laughs> I, I think it's... Franklin, are you using this for your wedding? <laughs> we may have thought about it. <laughs> and it's true. Love never fails. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but let's not divorce First Corinthians 13 from chapter 12 and chapter 14. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think that Paul got to that section in his letter and was like, here's a nice thing that I can write for weddings. For weddings. He, right. had an, he had a sustained argument throughout the entire letter. And that just happens to be a section that talks about love a lot and is very helpful. And I, I, I'm not going on a campaign to tell people to stop using that. <laughs> what I would like to say is, to your point, Let's look at the context and see what Paul said and why he said it that way. And and the same thing with Psalm 91. Sure, if you rip that out of context and you lay it on there in that situation, Jesus jumped down because it says the angels will pick you up. But that's not what it says. Or that's not what it means. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, and, and Jesus, he's not going to put up with that. Right. Um, so don't put your Lord your God to the test. Um, and then lastly, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Going back. Okay, so first, does the, the devil have the authority to say what he just said? No. He doesn't have that stuff. No. But that's the lie and deception we buy into. That's right. right. Is that, you know, something of this earth that's not God can give us more than what God can because we don't understand it. Yeah, the devil does not have the authority to say all this I will give you. It's not his to give away. One thing I want to say before that, we could, people listening might be getting the sense that we're making this out to be that Jesus wasn't really tempted by these things. He really didn't want the bread. He really didn't want to throw himself down. I want to treat these temptations as real temptations. Jesus was hungry. The bread right. looked good. Right. He could turn the stone into bread. And that's easy. That, well, well easy. And like I said, I mean, like I said in uh, verse two, he was hungry. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like he went against the tempter just full. That's right. Like, and I think it's neat how even though he's at probably his most, his stage of being most hungry, mm-hmm. he still says, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want your bread. And so at, at some certain uh, aspect, when the devil says, 
when he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and says, all this I will give you if you bow down and worship me, there is, and I want to tread lightly here, there is something in the man Jesus who wants, um, is that who's, the right who's word? Drawn towards it? Who's drawn, who is really Appealed. tempted by what, yeah, yeah. Yes. Appealed, he's really tempted by like what the devil cake. is saying, yeah. But the difference with Jesus is that something outweighs that thing that he wants. Something outweighs the bread. Something outweighs throwing himself down. Something outweighs bowing down and worshiping him. And he says, what's outweighing him here in verse 10? Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. That's what's going to outweigh that temptation. Um, what outweighs it in, in, in verse 4? Man will never live on bread alone. Verse 7, don't put the Lord your God to the test. Those things are greater uh, than the temptation that he's facing. And through the leading of the Holy Spirit and trusting the, uh, the goodness of God and all of that. But it's not to say that Jesus just shrugged those temptations off. It's not how right. temptation works. We right. know that that's not how temptation works. And he was tempted in every way that we are. Not in this instance necessarily, but... It was a real temptation. He he wanted the food. He he wanted to prove that he was God, uh, or he was tempted by it. Yeah. And and he wants the world. Yeah. And he will have the world, but he's not. Not in the same way. Yeah. Right. And that's so. I've thought about this passage a lot. The route to get there doesn't isn't the exactly. I I love your example because it, it shows the difference between uh, living worldly, and living. For the higher kingdom. Yes. Like, like what kingdom are we living for? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. No, and I mean, like, it's, what speaks to me is that idea of, like, uh, Jesus didn't just, just tell us this is how you should live and not do it. He lived it. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, like, he's, like, he felt those temptations. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when we're hungry, what are we feeding ourselves with? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, you know, for me, it speaks to like more of, uh, or resonates, not speaking, resonates more as um, probably more of a metaphor mm-hmm. than actual food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but things yeah. that I consume in life, mm-hmm. right? Whether that be social media mm-hmm. or whether that be um, my Xbox with gaming or whether that be, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. is, like, is that what I'm feeding my, right. my soul with? Right. Or yeah. is it the word of God? Yeah. Same thing with, you know, testing him, right? Or like. Or the, the other way, like, am I, what am I worshiping? That's true. Right. Because right? we can worship things. Right. If we allow them to That's have true. authority over, to, over right. us. Right. And it's like, I kind of have to step back and self-reflect and say, okay, is this, is this what I'm doing? Right. Right. Is this the way that Jesus showed us to live? Yeah. Something he just told us. And My grandpa would always yeah. tell that to me when he was teaching me how to do things, uh, work on tractors or rake up stones whatever he would always say i'm not going to ask you to do something that i a haven't done before or won't do like you can trust that the things that you're doing i've done them or i will do them with you and as much as i appreciate that from my grandpa jesus is on a whole other level just because of the difference there <laughs> you're I right mean, he um but it's a good, good example and one it that is. i yeah. hold no, on to it definitely i mean that's yeah yeah and isn't it interesting, the thought came to me, which I've had many times before, Jesus is tempted with things that he will have eventually. He's just not going to have them right then. 
Jesus will eat again. It's just not going to be right then. Jesus will be lifted up by the angels. It's just not going to be right then. And Jesus will have everything. The world belongs to him. And, and the kingdom of God and this world will be brought together. It's just not going to be right then. And I reflect on how that's how temptation works with us, too. Yeah. Lust, money, um, the heat of the moment, status. Right? Mm-hmm. We want the things that we will be given later in the appropriate time and in the appropriate way. But are we, right. are we humble enough to yeah. not, mm-hmm. not take the, the flesh version of that? Exactly. And say, well, yeah, that, that looks good. Yeah. That'd be nice. L- lust is a cheapened, distorted um, uh, breakdown of what true intimacy and love is with another person. And we are tempted by the distortion. And, and we forget, just hold off on that, and I will give you the real thing later. It's like with, um, with David in the Old Testament. There's a, a spot where he's confronted by, so he has the affair with Bathsheba and, and Uriah, and um, not the affair with Uriah. Um, they have the baby, and then David's got to do something because now her husband is gone, so he has... Um, Uriah killed, and and then God says, your son is going to die. And, okay, so that's a big, long story. Condensed down, there's a conversation, and David is told, basically, why did you quit asking for things? If you would have just asked, I would have given you more. But instead, you started to grab for yourself. And that's, I think that's what happens to us, and that's a picture of what's happening here. Jesus is going to be given the entire world. It's just not right then. We are going to, yeah, what is true love? First, it's with God, and then it flows out into other things. And we, because we don't want to ask and we want to take right now, we don't want to, um, which I'm not great at, delaying gratification. I want the thing now because I want it now. Yeah. And and then we get a distorted version of it. We are we get a cheap yeah. off-brand. C.S. Lewis has said the (laughs) off-brand thing he says that we are like um we're like people playing in a mud pie when really we have a vacation by the sea waiting for us but we don't want that vacation because we would rather have the mud puddle right here we want it right now and so we take the cheapened thing the devil can't give him the world he would have given him some cheapened thing that's not the world at all jesus has the world and so he holds or will have it, um, and so he holds off. Yeah, it just makes me think, like, uh, in what ways, in what ways can we help each other and push each other, right, to live yeah. that, right? Because, it, it, like, we're all struggling with something. Absolutely. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Uh, how do we continue to encourage each other? Right. Right. To have that faith in Jesus rather than go the shortcut way. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And how do we hold and it's a, it's almost a, a question of you know how do we hold each other? I don't like using the word, but like accountable, accountable, mm-hmm. right? Like, because you're you're gonna tell whoever whatever they want to hear, right? And if you're gonna lie, you're gonna lie. You're gonna lie, right? right. And, and so I don't like using that necessarily, yeah. but it is that that concept or that idea of you know w- we're not in this alone, right? Right? We are followers of faith, and so how do we 
push each other to continue to seek and desire the the genuine yeah the genuine thing, thing. that's not, right not the not the off brand the the uh, the the imitator yeah. like that's not that doesn't that doesn't have the value right that you know that we seek or that we long for right. we think it will right and it does it might for a second right or a minute or an hour or a week right. but that's are we here for that long right. are we here for right. much longer than that Ecclesiastes the book of Ecclesiastes talks about that in a uh, it's not exactly one one, um, but it talks about things being meaningless or a vapor or smoke, and and smoke can look solid at one point, and when then when you go to grab it, your hand goes right through it, and it's not there anymore. And I think that that to your point works along the same thing. Do you want the genuine thing, or are you going to reach for the vapor or the smoke that's in front of you? Because you might have fun for a minute. But when you open your hand up to look at the thing that you just grabbed for, it's not going to be there. So you had, you had touched on the word accountability and not liking to use that word. but uh, So not necessarily the word, right? but the idea of an accountability quote-unquote partner. Oh, right, right, right. Right, because if you're my account- accountability partner, right, and it's a check-in, yeah, right? And you say, how are things going? Yeah. Am I going to tell you the truth? Or am I going to tell you what you want to hear? To me, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But the temptation is, mm, well, you know, I know I he struggle with this. Yeah, right. yeah, he exactly. won't know. He right. won't know. He only knows what I tell him. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell him what he wants to hear. Yep. Yeah. And, and to me, uh, this is, uh, we d- when we did Every Man a Warrior, mm-hmm. we had that, that memory verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if one falls down... His friend can help him, but pity the man who has, who falls and has no one to help. That's right. That's right. And that when you were saying that, like, I I was searching for the verse, yeah. I couldn't find it, and that's what I referred back to. Yeah. yeah. No, and I I vividly remember that. Yeah. Part of the, the the book that we went through. Yeah. And it was like that was such a crucial point where, it was like, it it was boom. It that was solid. Right. Mm-hmm. That was like okay. You know, might have read this verse and I might have understood it. But it didn't hit me like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It didn't hit me in that sense of like, pity the man who doesn't have anyone. Like, right. you could do it alone. Right. You could. Right. But. That's true accountability. The true accountability is being a part, I think, of a church community where you know the people, you look them in the eyes, you really have relationship with them. I agree with you on the accountability like, Oh, you're my accountability partner. Well, what if you don't check in on me? So then am I right? No, we're, you're in community. You have a family, and and in there we're held accountable because your family is not going to let somebody, hopefully, drift away right. and, and and fall into all sorts of sin and and mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, yeah. No, I mean, and so, shoot, it was probably two, three weeks ago. Um, I was sitting at my mom's house and. You know, life is normal. I uh, haven't met with Dustin for, I don't know, a few weeks now. It's been four, five, four, four or five weeks. Yeah. And went from <laughs> every week to not much. And uh, it was crazy to me. He randomly called me and, hey, you got a minute? Yeah, what's up? You doing all right? He's driving two hours away or whatever yeah. to go to work. Yeah. Hadn't talked to him in a while. He hasn't necessarily seen me a whole lot. Right. 
but he went out of his way in his drive. Hey, care about you? Right. How you doing? Right. Notice, you know, right. not not necessarily acting or looking like yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa. Yeah, met a boy, Dustin. That's what it looks I like. I thought I was doing good. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, in my head, I'm like, right. yeah, I'm cruising. Am I going a million different places? Do I feel pulled in a ton? Yep. But does it look like I'm doing all right? Right. Yeah. I'm putting on a pretty decent show. Right, I'm pretty, yeah. Do I show up with a little bag under my eye on Sunday <laughs> right. mornings? And a, and a Red Bull in my hand? Yeah. But am I here? Am I doing good? Yeah. Yeah. Looks all right. Yeah. And it was like, it was in that moment that he called that it was like, hmm. You know, actually, I, I am a little stressed. Mm-hmm. I haven't been spending as much time in mm-hmm. the word as I would like to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got this going on and I got that going on. And it, like you said, it's that. It's that idea of, right. hey, how you doing? Right. Yep. I noticed things weren't quite the same as what I'm used to seeing you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yep. If you're willing. That's beautiful. It's beautiful as well to like see it from that aspect because uh not gonna touch on it for long but dustin and i had talked about it and like we prayed for you i don't i don't know if it was that night or whatever but like just to see the way god used like prayers will be answered just a way to watch it yeah like i did not know that but now i do and it's just yeah that's cool it's beautiful yeah well yeah i mean i was like near the end of the call he's like you know i don't want you to take that the wrong way and i was like Nah, man. Right. Like, That's accountability right there. Yeah. Nah, I'm like, right. I, I honestly, I appreciate it. Right. Because yeah. here I am going through life. Like, do I know that things aren't quite as, as good as I'd love them to be? Yep. But am I putting on, you know, a face mm-hmm. every morning and saying, yep, we're good to go? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it was, it caught me off guard because I haven't, I hadn't spent a lot of time with him. Yeah. And he still picked up on it. Which is good. That's the spirit of God <laughs> moving in people. You know what I mean? I mean and yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's a, he it wasn't going to let you slide on that. Right. Yeah. And, and we all have those seasons. Absolutely. Over time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So this section, um, again, we didn't make it. Well, we made it through more verses this time. That's better than the last episode. We made it through two. Doing good. And now we've got <laughs> <laughs> way more than that, but still not a whole chapter. That's okay. Yeah. It says in verse 11, the devil left him and angels came and attended him, which I, Okay, so that makes me think of Hebrews. So in Hebrews, it says, one uh, fourteen, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Okay, so when I apply that to there, is Jesus going to inherit salvation? N- no. He's the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, of our salvation. And, and yet, he's ministered to by angels, which I can, uh, y- yeah, what were you going to say? A while back, I did a little like looking into this. Mm-hmm. Like, what did that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so the the uh, angels came and attended him, mm-hmm. right? And like that does mean the whole idea of ministering to him. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that? What does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah. Why are angels ministering to him? Yeah. Well, and I think that's. I mean, it may goes to show like, well, he is human. Exactly. Like that's the point that's, that I was going to. Yes. That's the culmination, right? Yes. He's like, yes, he's God, man, but he would. He didn't go through this easy breezy. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't go through temptation free. He didn't go through, you know, no struggle. Right. Like he was. Didn't I mean, this is my words, not from scripture, but 
and it's almost as he was beat down and absolutely he was. He was tired. Oh, yeah. right. And like, and God knew that. Yeah. And so he sent angels to and that's to breathe life. Yeah. And that's what they do, which I, I, um, probably ought to think about it more and to work out that whole, uh, theology of angels and what they do and everything. But scripture is clear that one of the things that they do is minister to people. Mm-hmm. And I don't often think about angels ministering to me. Um, I trust as someone who will inherit salvation, but that's what they do. And they did it for Jesus mm-hmm. as the God man, as the, the true human being. Um, and they minister to us. And that's just a, that's a nice, uh, a comforting thing to think about how God has, because angels, I sometimes think of them as just like, like their last, they're like the last character listed on like IMDb or whatever. They're hardly ever in the movie. It makes me think <laughs> of like worker bees. Yeah, right. Like that idea. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing, doing their thing. thing. They're they're part of the picture. But yeah, you I know, don't really have worry about yeah. them much. But this, they attended Jesus. They minister to us. The angels are real and they do things. And it's well, that's easy for my mind to say. Okay, uh, the Holy Spirit is what ministers to me. Yeah. And yeah, not right. allow that to be angels. Yeah, like, and, and uh, both. Right, both. And, and the Holy both Spirit in. and angels. Yes. Yeah, 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 but it's like right. it's like the default is oh, that's the Holy Spirit ministering to me. Like, clearly, angels can do that as well. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we may okay. So that's decent. I'm happy with that. Yeah. So we got through there. Not got through it. We worked through that section, and Jesus has the temptation is wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to begin his public ministry. Yeah. Which That's is what we'll look at next, into, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely dive into what that looks like and how Matthew kind of talks about that and, and pick up with, the, with that. Absolutely. Yeah, sweet.